I'll get to episode 234 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can't See You. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, but I do earn a small commission on most purchases. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 234 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I've got a few things to talk about. Hopefully not too long of an episode this time, but we'll see where we go. I want to lead off with my resume. I haven't updated my resume since 2019, and why would I need to? I do some work on my own, I'm looking into getting some funding from the BEP or BBVS, by not doing the BEP, but I found something that I think I want to apply for. So I've been updating my resume over the last couple of days, and I used AI to help me. And the the one problem, the biggest problem, I'm going to apply for this job without my friend Alex checking out my resume. So I, I really think if I do actually get through the application process, it is a long shot because of the position that it is. But it is BEP related. So I'm interested to see where that goes. But the bullet points that I had on my resume look like they took steroids. I rewrote them and I used bigger words. And again, I didn't use the bigger words. AI helped me. And I think that AI, if you've never tried it, can be very, very helpful when you need and you know the right prompts to use. I told the AI that they were an HR specialist and headhunter and I needed help with my resume. Please help me. Here are the bullet points. Here is the position that I'm looking to get. Help me with these bullet points. And it took my bullet points from digital graphics It took my bullet points from salon supplies and interiors. I left the West Coast video stuff alone. That's long enough ago. And and honestly, I was running out of paper space. I ended up making my resume two pages. I'm, I'm old, so it should be two pages, right? I mean, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I also had it help me write my career objective. I plugged in my old career objective and, again, put in the position that I was going to be applying for. And I said help me out here to the something along those lines. I don't think I said, help me out here. I said, please rewrite it. So instead of three or four sentences, it's now five. And again, the sentences are a little bit longer. It sounds fantastic. I didn't even recognize myself. <laughs> so I'll let you know how that turns out. I don't want to tell you what the position is. I have to apply by Monday 
And again, a long shot, very long shot. And I'm not going to be disappointed if I get it. And I may be disappointed if I do get it. But we'll see. It's it's something that I think I can help with. And again, it's BEP involved. And once I apply, I'll give you some more information and let you know how the whole process went. Because I, I don't know that the process is going to be as accessible as I need it to be. So I'm interested in seeing that. And I had hoped by now to have applied, but I was having some computer issues. And that's why I'm recording this late in the day on Saturday. It's around 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. I was editing an episode of White Canes Connect, and all of a sudden I couldn't hear anything from White Canes Connect, even though I could tell in the tracks that there was audio there. So that took about three or four hours to figure out, and I finally did a couple of things, rebooted my machine, and for those of you who are younger, that means I shut it off and turned it back on again, and I was good to go after doing those changes and then restarting it. The main thing I wanted to touch on today is Instagram. I found out one of my biggest issues, as I've said in the past, one of my biggest issues with Instagram is posting when you're using voiceover. And because you can't post from a computer, you have to post from the app. It was always really tough for me, and I would always forget about doing it or get frustrated and start doing it, and then I would make mistakes, so I'd have to scrap it and start over. And because of not my eyes, but because of my hands, it was difficult to hold the phone and keep doing that for a long period of time. But I found out, listening to a podcast uh, maybe a week or so ago, that there's something called well, that was mentioned in the podcast as Instagram Studio. It's now called Creator Studio, and it's from, I'm sorry, it's called Meta Creator Studio. And that you can post from your computer. And the best part is I can type everything up. I can pick the sizes of the images that I want, and that's kind of a pain in the butt because when you use an iPhone, there's a couple of different kinds of images that you can take meaning the file extension, and that high-res extension doesn't work for Instagram or Twitter. For some reason, when you do it on your phone, I guess it gets converted when you're in the app, but using uh, Creator Studio, it does not. So I was limited to the number of pictures, and I did post pictures if you go to my Instagram account, as I said I would do in last week's episode from the Philadelphia Magic Gardens, and I posted them after going through and figuring out how to do it. I posted them. I put in the alt tags and everything else. The alt tags did not appear when I posted them. And I was really disappointed about that because that is so important to folks who have visual impairments or are completely blind. They don't know what's in the picture. And the computer-generated alt tag is just not great. It said something like a man in front of a wall or something like that, or something along those lines. It just wasn't good. And to me, it wouldn't have been usable or recognizable. So I was really disappointed. Now, I had reached out to a company and they had gotten back to me asking which app. I had I'd said, look, I, I'd love to use your product, but can I do the alt tags? I don't see anything here where I can also add the alt tags. And that would also, this app would also be something that I could do on my computer. And I have to make sure it does the alt tags. And again, if I can post 
and schedule posts. Uh, the scheduling part is just great because then I could, I always think about it at two o'clock in the morning. And of course, probably the worst time in the world to post anything. If I could set everything up, let's say for the next day, post something at nine in the morning and sometime early afternoon, and then again around four or 5 p.m., I'd be able to get a lot of posts out there and be able to grow my Instagram following. But because I can, and it's so difficult to post now, sometimes I usually only post a couple of items. And typically I will do a carousel, which means I'm picking somewhere between three and seven or so images and videos. But if I could do even just singles, I could do one of the ones throughout the day could be just one simple post. Maybe it would be a meme or a quote You know, I love those, and especially if the alt tag works where I could put what it says in that quote, it would be awesome. So because Creator Studio didn't work, I am going to try this other app, and I will let you know how it goes, but it's just something that I hope works because I love posting on Instagram, and I was speaking to Brian Fischler today, and when he embarks on his baseball journey uh, with his grant money from Flight for Sight, one of the things they'd like him to do is post on Instagram. So that would be something that would be cool for him to do, but it's difficult for him. Again, because he's blind, he can't do it and know what he's posting. So this way, if he could even have somebody tell him what the image is, for example, if he's taking an image at the Texas Rangers game on the first night, And he posts that, or even a video. That would be very cool that he would do that. He even bought a selfie stick, he told me. So I'm I'm looking forward to following his journey and seeing all the different stadiums that he goes to. I forget how many, I think he said he had eight flights in 14 days. And I know he's going Arlington, Houston, Phoenix, LA, San Francisco, to the All-Star Game, and then to Denver. And that's the first leg. So very exciting stuff, but how cool would it be if he was able to post easily to Instagram where it'd be easy enough to follow along? Uh, So I'll let you know how things go with the app and what the app is called. I I don't know if there's a cost on the app, but I will try it because it's, it's something that I think will be very useful for me. And that's one of the reasons why I don't really promote I Can't See You on there. I, I tried probably not for a year or so, but I tried. I would I would grab something. I'd put the URL in the graphic because I don't have enough followers to where you can just swipe and get to the URL that you're posting. So I'm hoping that I could, again, grow the Instagram following, grow podcast listeners, and I just think it would be great all the way around, again, for those reasons. Now, the next two items kind of go hand in hand. And we'll start off with the NFB of Pennsylvania website, which I've been working on, it seems like, forever. And I just keep getting pulled away to do other things, whether there's an error here or something else there that I've got to attend to. It's just that I can't work nonstop on it. In fact, one of the things that I had to stop to stop working on the site is to edit White Canes Connect. And then when I had the trouble with White Canes Connect with the with my computer, 
that just made things and drew things out more because then I had to troubleshoot that and so forth and so on. So I lost some time there. And I may just start putting up pages and pulling any images that are on them, pulling them off because they're going to be linked to the old website. And I don't want that. I can go back in later and add the images as we go. But I got to finish that up because we've got to get a few registration pages up for the NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention, which is coming up in November. But we've got to have that up and running starting in July. So we're probably not going to start the 1st of July like we like, but we've got to get it up and running in July. And hopefully we'll be able to get that done. None of us are great with WP forms, so we may have to hire someone. So if you know WP forms and can figure out how to do the, I forget what the, they have a, one of the forms is called billing online or something like that. Basically, we want to set up a page where you register for the convention. That's a certain fee. You pick your meals. Those meals are certain fees. And you buy the banquet ticket, which is basically the meal on the last day, the the last dinner. And it's a formal thing. You get dressed up in a suit and tie and you then eat dinner and hope that you don't drop anything on your <laughs> on yourself. And and that's usually a little bit more pricey than the other meals. The other meals are like box lunches and things like that. So we've got to get that form up. So basically we need somebody to be able to fill out the form and then when they click submit to submit that form, then be taken to PayPal with the total amount that's due right at PayPal at the NFB of Pennsylvania's PayPal account, and then they would submit their payment, bing, bang, boom, we're all done. So that's what we're, we've got to get done. That's going to be the hard part. Getting the pages up, not super critical. Now, one of the issues has been there are four items on the homepage that don't correspond with any of the existing NFBP.org web pages. So I've already created one article for the homepage, and it's about the Washington Seminar. And so that you can see, I'll link to it in the show notes. I thought it did an okay job. I I used, again, used a combination of my own personal writing and AI to get the job done. There's a great picture of NFB of Pennsylvania President Lynn Heights and Legislative Director Emily Gindelsberger, along with Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey uh, at a reception that Bob Casey had hosted for Washington Seminar, and that was very cool. And there's another image that I'm going to put up. I just haven't optimized it as of yet. So, And that's another thing, (laughs) optimizing the images. I optimized it, and then I put it up, and I messaged my colleague in the UK who's been helping me with the images and things like that. And I said, does this look okay? How'd I do on this image? And she said it looks good. So she was happy with it, so... There it stays. So I just have one more image to put in that article. But I still need three other articles written. And between doing the pages, I wish somebody would step up and say, hey, I, need to, I can help you write these articles, um, the folks that are on the, on the web committee. And maybe I can get some, piece together some things. And I just, as I'm talking to you, I have an idea. So there's someone I need to contact about, <laughs> about one of the groups in the NFB of Pennsylvania. So we'll see how that goes. But that's been... That's been where I've been 
just struggling to get that done because I keep getting pulled in opposite directions to do this and to do that. And I told you about the email stuff that went wrong. The other thing, I had someone contact me about White Cane Coffee and what the link was for the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania's affiliate link to White Cane Coffee. So I sent it to him. And then I had the state treasurer check to see that we got credit for the sale. And we did. So... And affiliate marketing can sometimes be tricky. Had this person gone to White Cane's, sorry, (laughs) and I always want to do that. Had they gone to whitecanecoffee.com and looked around and then got the referral link and then went back using the referral link, I don't think it would count. Also, obviously, if they went to White Cane Coffee, put the stuff in their cart, then got the referral link and went back and checked out using that referral link, I also don't think that would count. But I don't know. It didn't count. Whatever, one way or another, it didn't count. So I actually tried last night when I had all these other things happening, and and I actually tried it because I was so frustrated with the computer and the issues I was having editing the podcast. I thought, I'm going to order something using the Keystone Chapter White Cane Coffee affiliate link to make sure it works because we hadn't had a sale, a, an affiliate, a referral sale in quite a long time. I don't remember how long, but we've had about a thousand clicks and we've only had three sales, which that conversion rate is terrible. And I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know if we need to link to specific products and that would be better other than linking to the homepage. But that's something I've been thinking about and something that, again, once I get done, nfbofpa.org, I will move on and try and fix that both for the NFB of Pennsylvania affiliate link to White Cane Coffee and the Keystone Chapter link. But when I did the thing last night and I grabbed the link directly from the control panel in the affiliate section of White Cane Coffee, I then went into a different browser that I had never gone to White Cane Coffee in, Mozilla, I'm sorry, Firefox, which I guess is Mozilla, and made the sale, or completed the sale, and I got some K-Cups for someone who had expressed some interest in, <laughs> and the shipping was as much as the K-Cups. But I had that, it was twofold. I know this person is going to enjoy the coffee, the ha- chocolate hazelnut K-Cups, and also... It was confirmed that using our link works. So we'll have to see. I, I, as soon as I checked out, I went back into Firefox. I looked to see. I went into the back end, and I saw that we did get credit for the sale, and everything was good to go. So sometimes it gets a little tricky with the affiliate marketing, and that can happen. But I'm, I'm happy that it worked because I went through the whole, from beginning to end, using the one link. And I know now that uh, I feel confident in that as long as people click on the link and then go to the website and don't go to the website first and then say, oh yeah, I have that link. It doesn't work that way. Just Listen is not very long this week and I tried to get some more audio, but I was having, again, having some technical difficulties. But there was a Zoom event that the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania had on Friday, yesterday, with the Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services, and there was a whole bunch of questions asked. At one point, Alexander Shea from BBVS talked about the new OVR rules 
for business startups. And as I had mentioned last week, it's now $30,000 if you collect Social Security. You don't have to pay anything in. If you do not collect Social Security disability, you have to kick in 25%. So $7,500 if someone is not on Social Security disability. So just a great opportunity for blind and visually impaired folks if they want to start a new business and don't want to wait for the BEP. As I mentioned before, the BEP, they are finally starting to open up and at least evaluate the people to then send them to training. But they're only in the evaluating portion of the process, meaning you have to go and somebody make sure, makes sure that your mobility skills, meaning your white cane skills and navigation are good. They want to make sure that you're computer savvy enough to operate a business. Once you get through that, then you get scheduled to do training for the BEP. And then that takes a couple of months and everything gets rolling. But it's not a bing, bang, boom situation. It is a long, drawn-out situation. So I'm excited to try for the for the $30,000 startup. As I mentioned, I have an idea, and I have to bulk up my business plan. What I have, after listening to the call the other day, is not enough. And I had tried, I had asked some questions about the BEP that I had tried to record on my Zoom PodTrack P4, and for whatever reason, it wasn't recording. I don't know why. But I did get this basic amount of information with Alexander Shea talking about the new OVR rules. And here it is on Just Listen. The the amount that we could cover, it looks like, it, uh, I think it was 10000 is now being raised to $30,000 per customer. And uh, the policy in general is, let's say if we were going to give you 10000 you would have to match that uh you would have to match that amount you'd have to have ten thousand dollars of other seed funding but we're going to reduce your match to 25 percent of startup cost and this is for and i have to re- i'll just read this verbatim because this is kind of new and this uh, if we have questions fine so increase the small business startup maximum cost amount to thirty thousand per customer it was ten thousand and reduce the customer's contribution to the match requirement to 25% of startup costs for non-Social Security uh, recipients. And if you are a recipient, basically the matching portion will be waived entirely, So, which is great. If you're a recipient, you wouldn't need to have any. I mean, if obviously you have funds, fine. But if, if you don't have any other investors or loan, you wouldn't have to worry about that. And this particular... Inf- policy is in effect until for two years until june 30 2025 that policy though it's uh i mean i think we do what we can but a lot of the legwork is done with customers to develop their own small business plans which we will review with our supervisors and managers for you know feasibility and try to get you what you need for startup costs now i wasn't able to listen to the entire bbvs zoom event but from what I heard, and Lisa was on longer and she didn't hear it either, they're looking for a new director for the BEP, which is run by somebody in OVR, and it is basically a state job. So I, I thought it was funny that 
Alexander Shea or I think the other guy's name was Joe Thomas. Neither of them mentioned it, at least while we were on. Now, Lisa and I were both late. I was later than Lisa because we were finishing up an interview for White Canes Connect with John Katz from Best Work. And that was a great interview, by the way. That's coming out in about three weeks. Speaking of White Canes Connect, we have a boatload of episodes for me to edit. We have scheduled, I don't know, I think we've done four so far this month. And there were two right at the end of last month. So this week's episode coming out, which will probably be out by the time you hear this, is episode 076, and it's Ashley Rogers and Joanne Kim, who are both students who are scholarship winners. They each win $3,000. Now, I think there's a chance for them to win more. They will be at the National Federation of the Blind National Convention in Houston, so I hope to meet them face-to-face in real life down there. But I was on the call, the interview with them, but I was not part of the interviewing process. Preston and Simon were the two folks who did the interviewing. Now, Ashley is a incoming freshman to Lebanon Valley College, and she's going to be studying actuarial science. And Joanne is a rising sophomore at Temple University, And she is an environmental, I think it was environmental studies and geology minor. So both of them had a lot of great things to say. They are both very well-spoken. I mean, they do speak like kids, but what do you expect? They're kids. (laughs) So I'm excited to see them in Houston. And so that interview will be out. Let me know what you think of that interview. Again, it's the first episode that we've done of White Canes Connect that neither me nor Lisa were a part of. If I wasn't in an interview, it was Lisa and Stacy, or in one case, just Lisa, and she and I then did the intro and outro. And a couple of times, Lisa and Stacy did the interviewing. And when Lisa hasn't been involved, I've partnered with Stacy a few times. And one of the upcoming events, it's Stacy and I. That's coming up. We have the Blind Gardener that we didn't interview this week with. We have The Blind Kitchen. We spoke to her a little while back. So those are episodes coming up along with John Katz from Best Work Industries for the Blind. That was a great interview. I I can't wait to edit that one. Some some interviews, I'm like, oh, I have to listen to that again. That's kind of tough to get through. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I have to use very creative methods to edit and take things and switch things around. So it kind of tests my editing skills sometimes. (laughs) But episode 076 with Joanne Kim and Ashley Rogers, hosted by Preston Gaylor and Simon, will be available, like I said, by the time you listen to this. Check it out. Link will be in the show notes. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so forth. And while I'm speaking about Apple Podcasts, I've been helping Brian Fischler set up the podcast for Flight for Sight. He and I have been doing that the last couple of days. We're just waiting for approval from Apple. And once you get that, it's off to the races. Because once you have that, all the others fall in line. So that is all I have for this episode of I Can't See You. Remember, show notes are available over on the website, iCan'tSeeYou.com slash 234. That's iCan'tSeeYou.com slash 234. 
Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U dot com slash 234. Please reach out and connect with me, obviously on social media at David Benj, D A V I D B E N J, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can also listen to the episodes like Ziggy does, although he hasn't in a while. He has some catching up to do. You can also reach out via phone, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town. If you do leave a message, let me know what you want to hear, what you want more of, less of, anything. I'd love to know what's on your mind. Again, 646-926-6350. You can also email me, podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.